might want to turn my microphone on. (laughs) Welcome back. It's Friday. (laughs) After an eight-hour marathon, no, eight-hour marathon a couple of days ago, five-hour marathon yesterday, or rather six, in Twitter spaces, I have some amazing content for you guys this week, if I do say so myself. Welcome back. Life, love, and liberty. It is Friday. We've made it through another week. That's right. Glory be to God. Seriously, though, if you have not signed up for my podcasts, I highly suggest that you do. I want to welcome you to my podcasts. Uh, My spaces have been going so long that we are creating episodes uh, so that you guys can easily consume and digest the material at your leisure. So if you subscribe to my podcasts, it will come directly to your phone and you will not miss a thing. And then you don't have to tweet to me or message me and say, I missed it. Where is it? It'll come directly to you. So, and for those of you who missed the live show yesterday, it is in my Twitter feed. So it's also on YouTube. Uh, You can watch that. It was extremely lively. But for those of you who are in my podcast world and you like to drive and listen to things at your leisure and be able to rewind and fast forward and all of that and times one and times two, um, the podcast is the route to take. So I'm not going to be on here long with you today because I really wanted to highlight Uh, the podcast from yesterday, the show from yesterday, and really what has just organically unfolded this week. And I'm going to give God all praise and honor and glory for that because I have been pressing in and really yielding to what is important to his heart. And as you can see, race relations, you guys know that I um, I believe there's only one race. So you do not hear me say things like race relations, race wars, right? Unless I'm using it in the context of defending the fact that I believe there's only one race according to scripture. There's one blood, there's one race. Now, we have different ethnicities, thank God, different cultures, thank God, which I love because how boring would life be without different cuisine, for instance, or music and dance, right? Way of interacting with one another. Some uh, cultures are more oral tradition oriented, which is why I asked some of the questions I did in my space that organically unfolded around uh, white supremacy, foundational black Americans, uh, 
Tariq Nasheed came in and thousands of people came in with him. And we had, I would like to think, a very informative, thereby productive conversation. We did not end in agreement with certain elements of that information. Um, but I'm pretty proud of the fact that in the midst of a complete narrative battle zone for your heart, your mind, your soul, ultimately your body, your life, that God really showed up and showed out. I love that. And if you will go back and listen to that show, you will educate yourself on how some people think, how they see history, what they really fundamentally believe is right and, and, and judicial with regard to their birthright in this country, um, things that are owed to them. And you may vehemently disagree with that, and, and that's fine. But understand where they're coming from. That would be very helpful, I think, when it comes to guarding your heart and your mind against this push from forces that be who want us to be divided and ultimately for the sake of us being conquered as a nation. That is simply my humble belief. It's obvious. We tweet it, we post it, we know it, we see it, we feel it. The vitriol is unbelievable. So I could not have planned, I don't think I could have invited Tariq to my show and that have ended up any better than it was. I love it. So I had not planned on that day going that way, but again, God, you know, it's amazing what happens whenever you actually acknowledge him in all of your ways and he orders your steps. (laughs) So yesterday, speaking of hot topics and things that are, are important to God regarding his creation, a la you, (laughs) Um, not only is our ability to get along with one another, to prosper, to flourish, to live life more abundantly, as Jesus said, right? Uh, With regard to different cultures, which you have to know, uh, the World Health Organization, WEF, Uh, Other NIH, CDC, uh, the United States government, other governments, uh, the globalist, the Clinton Foundation, uh, the Obama administration, uh, who is still, by proxy, really not leading this, but just behind the curtain and the mask, right? Um, They all subscribe to a homogenization is what I call it. So it's where everyone gets to be the same. And sameness is not a godly construct. To have likeness of of mind, to have the mind of Christ, still affords you your uh, uniqueness. It does, because we're all created uniquely, because God is not one-dimensional. God is not myopic. If he wanted us to all be the same, he would have created us the same, but with one heart, with one mind, right, Um, toward freedom, toward equality, toward prosperity, 
for love, order, things we discussed yesterday. When we got into, actually it was over six hours, a conversation um, regarding your children and the movement uh, to open up a space for your children beginning at very young ages to be confused about who they are, to be robbed of their sovereignty, to be robbed of their innocence. Because there's a time and a place for every conversation to take place, right? But a kindergartner does not need to know about sex, much less oral or anal sex through pictures or otherwise. And that is happening. It just is. Um, in your public schools, church, we organizations, we had some folks coming yesterday who alerted us to the fact that Catholic churches are now on board with this push for kids to be able to come to school and reimagine themselves outside of their uh, parents' purview. And that is fundamentally wrong. It is not wrong for a family to decide for themselves what they're going, the expression they're going to allow their child um, to explore. I may not agree with some families who go down that road, just like there was a gentleman in the space yesterday who took up a lot of time, who um, has a daughter who they have allowed to transition. Uh, He never would really give details about what that transition looked like, I would imagine, because he did say she still has her um, uterus, so she could still have children as a boy. Um, But I would imagine that involves hormonal replacement therapy, hormone blockers. Yikes. It just grieves me. But it's important for you to listen to that conversation. And really, because I hate when people are demonized. I don't like that. And it helps to understand where people are coming from and their mindset, especially when you are going up against a cabal that is hell-bent on making sure that you subscribe to the same level of disorder and confusion. And not only subscribe, but you have to convert or die. I'm not talking about him or other parents specifically. I'm talking about your uh, your abysmal academic industrial complex, your education industrial complex, because that's what it is. It is an industry that has been completely hijacked by millions, if not billions of dollars to reshape the trajectory of this country that was founded in Judeo-Christian principles. Whether you like it or not, go to Exodus, go to Leviticus, read. If you are a lawyer, you understand what I'm saying. Okay? So, which is interesting because a friend of mine brought up the concept of reparations the other day, which was explored at great length in the conversation with um, 
Tariq and uh, the foundational black Americans and, uh, and that reparations is owed. Right. And some people in that space referred back to uh, the old Testament uh, with regard to what slaves were to uh, leave with what was owed to slaves. So a friend of mine offline reminded me, of course, I'm over here in the New Testament, so I'm not, I'm a New Testament Christian, right? So I'm not subscribing to um, to the laws of the Old Testament because I believe that Christ came to fulfill the law in and of himself, fully, wholly, and completely, right? So, but this friend of mine said, well, what about, you know, the year of Jubilee when all debts are canceled? You do know that's where our bankruptcy laws come from, right? So every seven years, those debts are canceled. And so my position on reparations is that even if you were to extend reparations, which just like a, um, a, um, a listener of mine points out regularly, Mimi points out, who is a black woman, uh, pointed out in the space the other day, as well as, you know, pretty regularly, that reparations are something that you can apply for. So it it's, um, so the concept that somehow people are um, being kept from something that is owed to them through the system is not entirely accurate. So you can't apply. Okay, but if you were to, if you were to go toe to toe with someone who believes in the Old Testament, leaving with the gold and the silver and the this and the that, um, and and really, you know, blessing that person to go forward with with riches, um, you you would also in turn have to give credence to the fact that debts are. They expire in the Old Testament. I didn't write it, so don't be mad at me. But I believe it. So, interesting week. Really good stuff. And really all of it is for your benefit. And you're probably like, what does this even matter, Monica, when we are dealing with the WHO coming down on us? You know, there's so many... Oh my gosh, you guys, there's so many distractions. But why does this matter? Why does it matter whenever uh, white supremacy is at the top of our uh, our national security infrastructure's list of things to watch out for? Why does it matter whenever you have people who are being activated to go out and shoot, you know, uh, black people en masse and white people and Asian, you know, why does it matter when you're being told to hate your neighbor instead of love your neighbor? It matters. Why does it matter whenever your children are being indoctrinated, which is exactly what's happening in your public schools and private? Why does it matter? Because you were created for freedom. You were created for body autonomy. You were created in and for order. You were created for love. 
You were created to bring his kingdom into this earth as it is in heaven. And you may not subscribe to that, but that's my belief. And this is my show. So this is what I espouse. And if you align with that, that is wonderful. But this is why I talk about these things. For those of you who do align with that, and for those of you who don't, who may be curious about it. It's not really a matter of turning the United States into a sociologically or politically speaking, a theocracy. And I laugh at that. I was thinking about that this morning as I was drawing my hair. And I, I, I laugh at that because, you know, I think about all of the wonderful minds that come in and out of my spaces who are, uh, some of them are communists. Some of them are, who are very philosophically interesting to me. Again, we have been programmed to be afraid to listen to other people. But I think what's really cool about having a plumb line that is immovable called my faith is that I, I, I welcome everyone else's doctrine and philosophy because, because you can, because I'm capable of chewing the meat and spinning out the bones. And most of you are too. I just think you're tired. And rightfully so. And you're strung out on information. And you're busy playing whack-a-mole. And it really is having the desired outcome on your psyche. By people and systems who do not have your freedom or your best interest or your autonomy or your ability to prosper uh, as their first line item and their agenda. That is not how that works. But when a people, when the Spirit of God rises up in a people, you end up with the United States of America. And no one said we've done it perfectly because we haven't. I'm not going to sit here and defend that we have. We haven't. But I'm really grateful for how far we've come. And I'll be even more grateful for how far we go. But we're not going to do that without the God of freedom. Won't happen. Mm -mm. And when you look around and you listen to conversations like yesterday, and, and you see the godlessness, I don't say that accusatively, I say that very soberly. And really with great compassion. This father who was on yesterday, um, he clearly struggled greatly with what to do to bring life back to his daughter because he describes her descent into depression, her light going out, right? She just wasn't the same kid. And sadly, Many of us, once we hit 16, I mean 13, uh, or now younger, um, we are all a little bit whacked whenever it comes to hormones. Sorry, we all know that as teens. And I don't think our culture here in the States um, of sitting in front of televisions, everything technology, computer games, I really do think that that has had a profound effect on our children, our minds, our generations that we're dealing with now, which again, was all part of the plan. 
So it just was. And so I think, you know, couple that with just the fact that, yeah, as you're growing, you go through different hormonal uh, changes biologically. That's just part of it. So it doesn't have to be this, she likes trucks. Let's go buy her some binders from Target. Do you know what breast binders are? Exactly what they sound like. Do you know what pant packers are? Exactly what they sound like. And Target is now selling them to help facilitate inclusion for teens and children who do not want their breasts to grow. And parents who align with that. True story. Again, it is uh, grievous to me because children don't even have the opportunity to just go through phases. Go climb some trees. Go be a tomboy if you want. Go do whatever that is, right? I mean, I did all of that. I went hunting with my dad. I climbed trees. I know, old city girl over here. Um, You know, I can fish and hunt with the best of them. Don't let the... uh, don't let the blonde hair fool you. But I'm certainly glad I never cut off my breasts or took out my womb. Or continued on testosterone. I told that story yesterday, too. For those of you who are my age, who understand hormone replacement therapy, uh, you will know that that is not fun. So, um yeah, interesting. Interesting times. But all of these shows are meant to be places for you to listen and to learn and to hopefully uh, find peace and be able to reconnect with people without feeling like not only reconnect, okay, but also engage in your um, civic duties as parents, as citizens of this country, uh, to engage, to ensure that your liberties are not being um, obstructed and or otherwise molested. No pun intended. There were people in the space yesterday who are uh, psychology professionals uh, who, and some of you just shrieked about that, but honestly, I wouldn't go there so fast. Uh, The information they brought was pretty amazing. And uh, the term disembodiment came up quite a bit, which you have heard on my show before uh, with another guest who is fighting as well in her respective state, uh, who is an attorney who has been called a domestic terrorist, uh, Nicole, you know who you are. Um, But she... Uh, was the first person publicly that I've realized used the term disembodiment to uh, approach the conversation of what's happening to your children whenever they are being told to completely uh, not only misalign, but like disalign, disavow their biology. They are actually ultimately being lured, and as are you as parents, being lured into... Um, practicing disembodiment. And you're just going to have to listen to the show to find out what that is. Uh, so we we were, you know, scientifically hitting it. We were uh, civically addressing it, uh, spiritually addressing it as well. And so great conversation. I cannot say enough about it. 
Um, also, I can't say enough about this. So we had some radical feminists come into the space. If you don't know what that is, uh, I know what you're thinking right now, what you think it is, but it may not be what you think it is. So we found a lot of common ground with people that I may otherwise go, okay, I don't think so. Uh, but we talked about men. And as you know, Father's Day is coming up. And if you use my name, M-O-N-I-C-A, you will be able to get basically Bogo over at mypillow.com, right? And it is Bogo. So it's a, a save up to $90 on slippers. We were talking about men yesterday and how I always see women go to Walmart with like their crusty backsides of their heels and ugh, in their house slippers. Um, but men, right? Men enjoy slippers too. So for those of you ladies out there who are like, I have no idea what to get him, get him some house slippers or maybe a bath sheet. A bathrobe. All of those things are available at mypillow.com. Code word Monica. We also talked about um, not only our our mental health yesterday, but physical as well. One of the reasons why I've partnered with Dr. Zelenko uh, and zstacklife.com backslash mm is because again. I see many of you freaked out about what's going to possibly go down with the WHO, otherwise known as the World Health Organization, which is really nothing more but, you know, I haven't decided what I would call the World Health Organization yet, but here's one way to ensure you don't have to really give a rat's behind about what the World Health Organization says um, while you are deciding how you're going to evade whatever technology is coming down to determine whether or not you have taken the assigned and otherwise prescribed and mandated World Health Organization monkey herpes virus or whatever the hell's going on right now. I don't even know anymore. But here's one way to avert that, right? Take your health into your own hands. And this is one way you do it. I love the fact that Dr. Zelenko always leads with fear no more. And there's a very good reason for that, because fear destroys your immune system. You don't see me on my show hysterical. Doesn't mean I don't have my moments. But I'm hunkered down in the word, and he is my ultimate peace. And this is just common sense. This right here, taking your supplements to help boost your immune system, to offset some of the stressors going on in life, some of the crappy food that we eat here in the United States. Thank you, FDA. So, zsaclife.com backslash mm. Also, we talked about our finances yesterday. And we talk about that a lot. Um, a lot of you are scared to death about the stock market. I would implore, I implore you to go to my website, simply inquire about how to protect your assets. MonicaMatthews.com backslash gold co. Someone will contact you, educate you on what your options are, and you get to be an adult and make a decision regarding your own finances You're not sitting over here scared to death about what happens if my bank shuts down. What happens if our dollar completely goes away as the ruble is being backed by gold, as is the rest of the world uh, going back to that? Yeah, fun times. So I would encourage you to um, head over to my website, monicamatthews.com backslash goldco. 
But I really just want to come on today and encourage you to, and not for the sake of numbers on my podcast, but I'm really thrilled with what God is doing with my platform. And um, and some of you, I think, will be enlightened and encouraged, and uh, and I think we need that. So uh, something that I mentioned yesterday, you were talking about a spirit of, and I ended my show with this, in tears yesterday, of course, uh, talking about our children and just how um, demonic the world is right now. And it seems to be, you know, it seem, it seems as though the demons are winning, right? But we know that's not true. We know that's not true. If you're a Christian, you should know that's not true. But something that jumped out at me was, were two scriptures, actually. Philippians 2 and 3, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, which is pride. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. Now, the world will take this scripture. Nancy Pelosi will take this scripture. Joe Biden or whoever that is will take this scripture. Chuck Schumer will take this scripture and tell you that this is the this validates why you should wear a mask. Why you should negate your body autonomy and inject yourself with something that has not been studied. This is what they will use to do that. But this script that's not what this scripture is about. Not at all. Now, they will also use the scripture no greater love has a man that that other than he laid down his life for his uh, his his brother, his friend. They'll use that too. So this is where discernment's really important. Because God gave you body autonomy. He gave you his Holy Spirit if you're a Christian, so you have the ability to discern what is a lie and what is true. And you don't have to, um, oh, there's snake stuff in the water. Uh, let me run down that path. There's, uh, you know, there are little green men who are really behind all of this. Let me run down that path. Um, you know, there are UFOs at Area 51. Let me run down that path. Uh, you don't even have to go to all of those places. The Tartarians were here first. You don't have to go. I mean, it's fine to have knowledge about things and to investigate and to study. But if we spent as much time studying the Word of God as we do all chasing all of these other butterflies, we'd be so much better off. Amen. Romans 12 and 10. Be kindly affection one to another. Take delight in honoring others. So I have admittedly, like people who are in governance, if you believe that God is providential and you believe that people are in positions of power, whether you like them or not, I could look at the first king and know without doubt that God brings up and God brings down. The people wanted a king, and God was like, trust me, you don't want one of those, right? And they're like, no, but we do, because everyone else has one. (laughs) Like, it's a Barbie set, right? Everyone else has a king. We want a king. And God's like, trust me, you don't want one of those. But okay, I'm going to give you what you want. So he gave them Saul. And Saul ended up as crazy as a soup sandwich. Because Saul ended up departing from God's ways, which God knew he was going to do. Ultimately, we end up with David, King David. Okay, King David would not lay a hand on King Saul, even though King Saul was so 
just bat poop crazy, literally, um, that the only thing that would bring him peace actually was David's music. Because there was an evil spirit that came upon him that just made him not well. And so the only thing that would make that spirit depart was this music. And I'm really paraphrasing all of this, okay? I'm short storying this. Um, Reader's Digest version of this. Go back and read it. These are great stories. For those of you who are like, I don't understand the Bible. Just go read it like a book. Great stories. You'd be amazed what God can do once your eyes hit those pages. And you ask for him to open your eyes of understanding, your heart, not to be confused with the third eye. Anyway, so David. David, Saul is so jealous of David because now the people are starting to be like, oh, David killed the giant. David's pretty bad. Yep, David's like, he's the dude, right? And Saul's like, I don't think so. So jealousy, strife. Envy, all those things rise up in Saul. And he's getting crazier by the day. And people are like, you need to take him out, David, because he's coming for you. And he did actually try to kill David many, many times. But David's attitude was, no, he was God's anointed. And he's still God's anointed, even though he's as crazy as a football bat. And so I'm not going to touch God's anointed. And he didn't. Someone else did. And so ultimately, Saul, you know, bites the dust in a violent way. And um, and David ends up being king, which David was a king all along. And he wasn't perfect. We know that. And he suffered great loss. He effectively murdered someone by having an affair with his wife. And then lost a child because of it. And then had a lineage filled with crazy kids. We had incest, molestation. I mean, it was just, it's amazing the doors we open to the enemy's kingdom. The minute we say amen to him. And you're just stuck dealing with generational crap. You know, but glory be for the cross. You apply the blood to that thing. And you have to continue to apply the blood of Christ to the generational things that come up in your life. Decisions other people made, right? So all that to say, we clearly have leaders, and I use that term loosely, we have, posi- we have people in positions of authority that I would find and have found extraordinarily difficult to honor, obviously. You can read my Twitter feed and see exactly how I feel about certain people. And we have absolutely gotten away from respect the office, um, respect and honor the office, right? Um, Because when something has been violently um, taken from you, when you realize that you have been abused and manipulated and violated and your trust has been violated. Your hope has been violated. Your misplaced. I, I mean, for some of us, I think it's just naivete that we have really trusted our system that now we realize is just a bag of tricks. Right? 
And so once you realize that there is this, there's this flesh that will rise up, numero uno right here, this flesh that will rise up to be like, well, these guys are frauds. And that's not who I thought you were at all. And why are you lying? And why are you cheating? And why are you stealing? Why are you nothing like what you profess to be during your campaigning? Why are you the exact opposite of the man or woman I thought you were? Why would you beguile us to ultimately work toward and for our destruction? Right? Those are the questions I want to ask people who are still out here campaigning for your vote, for my vote. Those are the questions I want to ask people who are just leaving the borders open to repopulate this country to replace all of us. That's something that the foundational black Americans understand very clearly. This isn't just white replacement theory or or black replacement. This is all of us as Americans. This is to repopulate the country. 56 million babies sucked out of their mother's wombs and counting. And who was targeted and exploited grotesquely more than other demographics? You guys want reparations? I will get on board with every Democrat who has ever voted for uh, lying about abortion being health care to black women ad nauseum. I'd get on board with people who championed basically genocide by medical medical genocide by medical medical procedures. I'd be on board with that. But back to honoring people who are just awful. They're liars. And they're thieves, crooks, traitors. I don't say 2,000 mules. I say 2,000 traitors. Some of them didn't even know they were being traitors, right? They really thought they were doing something civically to help the country. You'll see a woman in 2,000 mules who literally believe that, although she did need money for her son for Christmas. But, and I understand that. My people perish for lack of knowledge. But how hard is it to honor someone who's a Saul? That's hard for me. I don't know about you. But I'm willing. I'm willing to submit to the word of God and humble myself to trust him with the plan, right? Not the PSYOP plan, but the plan. I'm willing to do that. And so I hope you will join me in considering uh, turning from the incessant, accusative, biting vitriol, right? And see if we can't get back to a place of honor 
if we want honorable people to govern us, we're going to have to become honorable people once again. And I'm going to leave you with that. Have a good weekend. I love you all very much. Love your neighbor. Be good to yourself. Right? Love your neighbor. Be good to your neighbor. Beginning in your own mirror. All that good stuff. Get into your word. Such a great book. Great stories. Filled with crazy people. Bunch of hookers and hoodlums and thieves and liars. And God's like, golly, you guys drive me nuts. But I love you. And I'm going to send my son for you for life more abundant. Go to my website, sign up for my newsletters and my podcasts and all that stuff. MonicaMatthews.com. Remember, if you're an American, act like one.